Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is a really cool interview with another amazing woman in the middle about taking a look at what it's like to use your vast experience to do something completely new and different, like start a digital magazine for midlife women. My guest today is Jeannie Ralston of Next Tribe Digital Magazine. Like most midlife women who make a big career pivot, Jeannie's path to entrepreneurship was an interesting one. It even included some serious life on a lavender farm. You know how I like some lavender. (laughs) But Jeannie was a magazine journalist for much of her professional life. She noticed there was a big gaping hole when it came to positive messaging for midlife women. That's why she wanted to do something about it. So as editor and co-founder of Next Tribe, Jeannie feels strongly about supporting and celebrating women who are aging boldly. Lots of women in midlife are looking for a career change and want to take on more adventures in both their personal and professional lives. After all, like I always say, we're older and wiser, not just older. (laughs) So moving forward from this highly valuable experience base can be really useful. I know you're going to love hearing more about how you can continue to grow and do interesting things in your career if you work on your mindset about making a big change and look for opportunity out there like Jeannie did. I can't wait for you to meet this very special and accomplished woman in the middle. Enjoy the interview. Hey, Jeannie, how are you? I'm so excited to have you here with the Women in the Middle podcast today. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I really was excited when I found out about your organization, nexttribe.com, because we have so much in common, but we're just pushing it out there and engaging with women just like with a twist. We have a different angle on reaching out, but we're we're so in line with each other in terms of our messaging and what we think is important. So I was just beside myself to talk to you more. Uh, And I'm really fascinated about how you got where you are today. So if you could start by telling us a little bit about what this path to kick next tribe off was for you. Like, where'd you come from? What was going on in your 40s? Tell us everything. Well, I um, started Next Tribe in February of 2017. And the idea for it came because in the fall previous in 2016, because my youngest son just left for college and I was wondering what I was going to do with this next chapter in my life. And uh, I went online just to see what, what do people do? You know, what, what's out there for me? How, what kind of advice? But I didn't like what I was finding. I mean, I didn't feel like other pl- the, the places I found were really speaking to me. I mean, I was uh, in my er- you know, early 50s and I just felt like I had so much time, I mean, so much to give. I felt like I was at the peak of my career and my knowledge and I just, and my friends and I, we still had a lot of fun and laughed, but I didn't feel like anything was speaking to that kind of woman, to me. So I thought, well, I have a background in magazine journalism. I've worked, you know, written and worked for magazines for 
decades. And so, and so I thought, well, maybe I can do something. Maybe I can create a, a site, a magazine that actually talks about beautiful time, this exciting time. We're not done yet. We're kind of just getting started. Uh, that's how I feel. It's like I've got so many years left to do fun and exciting things, and I want uh, something that reflects that. You know, the, the Next Tribe really does reflect that, I think. I love that, and I have to tell you, some of the uh, pretty consistent feedback I get about this podcast, Women in the Middle, is that it's upbeat, and I think that that also um, reflects what you're saying, that there's a lot of doom and gloom out there, and there's a very negative spin on aging and menopause and what we are getting used to living without and how lots of doors are closing. And my take on it is very much like yours. Like I'm really excited about what we can do rather than what we can't do, right? Even the whole concept of bucket list I can't stand because it's (laughs) focusing on what we're running out of time to do rather than what there's still um, all this amazing time and energy and focus and desire to do and create. Right, right. And I, I say that one thing that unites the, the feelings of among our readers, I think, is that we're not feeling sorry for ourselves. I mean, I feel like we're, it's not like, oh, we're getting older. It's like, yeah, we're getting older. It's a fact of life. And so let's, you know, let's work with it and, and look positively on it and see we have so many years left. We have so, I mean, that's what it, you know, we're just different than other generations because, you know, after menopause for maybe our mother's generations um, or grandmothers, everything, and through history, first of all, you might not have lived, women might not have lived this long, but if in like your mother's generation, they would think about, okay, now it's, you, you're kind of maybe done with what you've, your big role on this earth is, and, but we, a lot of us have had great jobs and experiences and we aren't ready to just lay down our hands and to say, okay, we're leaving the game. You know, we are still <laughs> in the game. We are still kicking some butt. And because, and why shouldn't we? I mean, we've, all the experience we've gathered over our lives means something and can be used for great things. And I'm, and I'm not just saying that you have, be you know your career your job i mean there's ways to volunteer and start philanthropies and and inspire other people start a business start a you know be get into a creative uh something you've always wanted to do creatively and i think that uh another thing that unites the women that i've met and i hear from uh through next tribe is that i call them yes women meaning that they're saying yes they say yes to, to new things. They say yes to going on new adventures. And when we do trips, and a lot of times we'll have people on the trips who don't know anybody else, but they, they come and they meet people and become instant friends because they are the, the same mentality of saying yes to life. And um, so I really – I. I think there's a lot of us out there that feel this way. It's just that so much of society has kind of made us feel that we should be gloomy and doomy. You know, it's just because they don't understand. The rest of the world doesn't understand what all we have inside and all we have to offer 
And I think that that affects us and make, can make us feel down. But if you have your podcast, Next Tribe, talking about all the great things that we can still do and that we're, we, we, we're not done yet, I think that, will, that infects people in the, in the best way possible to like see the opportunities and, and to seize them, you know, <laughs> see them and seize them. Exactly. So, uh, You've just said so much. I just had to make a couple notes because my husband's floating. <laughs> I want to unpack it a little bit. So um, I think you're right that it, we, for so long, our grandparents and our mothers even, we thought that uh, older and wiser was really just something cute that we said, but really it was just older. Like the focus was really just on older. Um, but we are wiser. Women today have more education than ever before. We've been involved and engaged in our communities. We've been contributing in all kinds of ways, professionally, volunteer capacity, professional volunteers, just reading and exposure and traveling and, and everything. So you're right. Like the generation of women that we are a part of is unlike any generation that came before us. And it's very exciting. The internet has only helped access to information and feeling connected on so many levels to other people. And the other thing you said that really uh, struck a chord is our ability to contribute and give back. And I did a whole series on mentorship and I had a chance to interview women who'd been mentors to me and talk to them specifically about what I learned from them and ask them about who their mentors were. And one of the things I feel so strongly about is our ability to mentor other women. We only think of mentorship in a professional capacity when we're much younger and we need an older mentor. Well, now we're the older and wiser people and we can be those mentors in so many different parts of our lives. And one more thing that popped into my mind and, um, is this whole concept of grandparenting, grandparenting and the way that uh, women, many couples are waiting longer to have children now. So there's a gap that didn't exist before where so many of us are not grandparents yet when the kids leave, right? There's a bigger space there often. Right? So it's not that we have to do certain things that we're grandparents. Many women talk about what they want to do when they're grandparents, but there is this gap for so many people where they're free as a bird for a period of time. But if they're only focusing on empty nest being a sad or lonely period of life, they may miss out. So what comes up for you when I just talked about all those things that you inspired in my brain? Oh my God. It's just like, I need to be taking notes too. So, uh, <laughs> I know. I do feel like, um, I do feel this this certain freedom. And I we we run you know we run stories about really interesting women who are who can be inspiring and and all that. And one woman uh, we just interviewed. She has a new book out, uh, like surviving her divorce. It's called Disassembly Required. And we did an interview with her. And one thing that struck me is this feeling like she is that she divorced and her children are grown and now she moved to a new town and she feels like she did in her 20s where she is free and she is you know able to just do and go and not have to 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 be worried about all the the um responsibilities and i and and, and kind of rediscovering who she is and i think that's a really key thing at this time of life is rediscovering who you are, who you, 
have always been, but the, the burdens of, of raising a family and what can take you away from that. So this is a really great time to kind of think, what is it that I, uh, that I want, not in a selfish way, but just in a, in a sense of uh, personal fulfillment. What can I, who am I? What can I contribute? It's a great time for that. And I do think there's, you know, I've, I've just seen um, a report that this generation of women in this age group, over 45, you know, middle-aged, it's the healthiest, wealthiest, most active generation in history because we there's so much wealth and i and and i mean it's just i I, i'm not saying that you every all of our readers are wealthy i'm not saying that at all but i'm saying that in general women have more means now than they've ever had plus there there's so much uh emphasis we we really do want to take care of ourselves we know that we need to and i see that a lot of our readers and and i know in my own life i'm probably more um fit than i've ever been be best shape in my life i have more time for for working out and i have more time to focus on eating healthy my husband and i've really focused on that so um it, it's a time for self care also and people I, I, I think people, women maybe need to feel permission to, to, really, to really think about that. But this is a great, great time for it. And we also have so much information knowing how important it is to, do, to be taking care of ourselves so that we can continue to lead these interesting lives. Yes, I love that. And I just want to go back um, to you a little bit more before we talk about Next Tribe. But I'm so excited to share. Um, next tribe with um, the listeners for sure. But what I'm fascinated with is this personal transformation that um, so many of us are making or are craving to create for ourselves. So you mentioned that you had a lot of experience with magazines and publishing. And I want to talk to you about how you had that idea to go from, I've had these jobs to how can I apply my skills in a very new and different way going forward? Because that's really what so many women are looking for. They're looking for a passion project. They're looking for a way to find more meaning. And somehow we think that it's got to be separate. It has to be different. But really, I think what you've done is very similar to what I've done my skills and experiences have kind of come full circle in a new and exciting way. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what your career path has been <laughs> and what it looked like, because this is so fascinating. Uh, well, and, and, and where that epiphany came from that you wanted to apply your skills and, and knowledge base this way. Well, you know, it is, it, it, I think there, I believe that there's nothing wasted, you know, in your life that, things like you said come full circle. I really believe that uh, now being on this end of, you know, of life and seeing how things play out. But, you know, I was in magazine journalism, wrote, I've written, you know, the New York Times, National Geographic, all women's magazines and been contributing editors at quite a few. Um, and then I had uh, my husband and I moved to a, when I was in my uh, early 40s, no, late 30s, moved to a a big stone barn out in rural Texas and he had the idea to do a lavender farm there and um, 
I ended up really getting into it and loving it. And so that's, that was a, 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 a occasion for me to be an entrepreneur. I really built that business up and we sold it. And, but during that time, I ended up put, having big events for, for out at our lavender farm or you know, one weekend during a lavender festival, 17,000 people came through our, on our farm. <laughs> you know, so I'm doing big things like that. And then I, I also, um, did some homeschooling and traveling with our children when they were in middle school. And so I would arrange trips, you know, our trips and my husband, the real stickler for, we can't spend too much money. So he would have me do a budget on every trip we were about to do. And I had to plan everything out and really, you know, think about it. And um, so when I started the, the uh, next tribe, and I should just say that it is a you know it's digital magazine on the screen anybody can access. But we also love in person events because we understand that women our age we're not used to having our whole social life on our screen. We want that face to face connection. We know it's important, so we do we do live events around the, the country, and we have local communities we're developing. So there's always you know connection between uh, women at this age group. But um, so. So when I knew that it was going to be, when I started, I understood I wanted it to be multi-platform. I didn't want it just to be on the screen. But anything on the screen, you know, any of these articles I used, used my experience in digital, uh, I mean, in magazine journalism. And also, this is what I say about that, is I'm having a long, long career. I mean, I have met so many people on the way, along the way, and all of us have, and my my idea is if you haven't been an asshole over that time, you can go back to those people. And so that's all, you know, and most of us haven't been assholes. I think <laughs> you can go back to those people and I'm working with now I'm working on, on the, the article part of, of next tribe. I'm working with women I met in my twenties, you know, I when know I lived that. in New York and we're back together and we're, everybody's excited and we we're, we, you know, we, we know each other. We know a lot about each other from, from all those years. And the other thing is we, we uh, wanted to do the trips. And so I'm like, I can do that because I did those budgets for my husband's. You know? <laughs> so, so that part came like, oh, I can really use that. I wasn't just, it was more than just, you know, a, arranging a trip for our, my family. It, that experience really meant something later on. And then now doing these live events, which can be quite involved and you know, they're called Next Tribe Out Loud. And we, they're, um, we get speakers and we have like 250 people or 150 to 250 people in the audience that I have done big events, not to, maybe to this degree, but at, back on the Lavender Farm, I was arranging all this stuff and doing events and it comes back. It's there. And I, and it's, I had an aha moment, you know, like maybe six months into um, into having started Next Tribe. I had that moment of thinking, oh, wow, okay, I, I can do this, you know, because I've done something like it before. It wasn't exactly, exactly. like before, but I, it gave me that confidence that, that it, I was using something I already knew. I kind of was falling back on something that was back in the back part of my brain so that and I think that's what's so beautiful about this time is you can you all of us have done things in our lives that 
we might not even realize how they impacted us or what we learned from them. But this is the time of life where you kind of like see, oh, wow, that's so cool and make all these connections. I, you know, all things kind of come together and I, I think it can happen for everybody because we've all had great experiences. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I couldn't agree more strongly. And I had that same epiphany. I was, you know, in this long-term job and career for 27 years, one job for 19 years. And, and, but what started it all really for me was what I became attracted to way back in university in the, in the early eighties. And I um, realized when I was in my job that I was really missing one-on-one contact, right? So I was working with people at a system level or at a program level or at a campaign level. But I started to realize, you know, almost three decades in, that that's really what I was missing. And then I think back to what I was attracted to in university and especially in grad school was ethnographic research and long form interviews and, you know, really honing my listening skills and looking for patterns of speech. And that are, there's so many skills there that are directly related to coaching and really, really listening and asking amazing thought provoking questions. And, and, you know, and so that really gives me comfort to know and to teach other women to look to their past for clues about what gave them joy, what inspired them, Mm -hmm. just for clues and hints. And then to reflect about how everything is connected and how one thing leads to another and how it's really no surprise that you ended up doing what you're doing and that I ended up doing what I'm doing. But there is also this creativity part of it that you applied your skills in a different way. So when you, you know, hit your midlife zone and gave yourself a bit more time to think, there was a chance there for you to say, wait, I'm looking for support. I'm looking for other people who are experiencing what I'm experiencing, but I'm not finding that message. So I'm going to do something about it. Now that's a bit of a reach. (laughs) Could have just whined and complained, but no. (laughs) So what was going on there that you activated yourself? Well, I ha- I actually wrote a memoir about my uh, time as a lavender farmer called The Unlikely Lavender Queen. And one of the m- messages of that book is something that, you know, a saying called bloom where you're planted. And um, in that book, in the, the lavender book, it was about how I hadn't wanted to live out in the country. You know, I wanted, I was a city, I lived in New York and here I am in rural Texas, blah, blah, blah. But eventually I realized it was a matter of here I was in the, in the countryside. I had to shift my, that wasn't going to change. So something had to change and it was going to be my viewpoint. If I shifted my viewpoint and thought, Hmm, here I am. What do I have to work with? Let's see what I've got here and, and work that, make the best of that. That is what the kind of message of the book, because I ended up you know, really adoring the lavender field and, and feeling fulfilled and, and a, in an amazing way. And it was just a matter of changing my perspective of what I'm here, I'm stuck in out in rural Texas. Ah, but look what I can do, you know? So in a similar way, I think that it's a, it's a matter of looking at, at what you've got to work with. And I think that we can all say, hey, I, I you know, I sure would like that life of 
somebody who's you know got a PhD or or is like an incredible um, entrepreneur, and but I'm not it, it, I'm not going to try to be something I'm not. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to look at 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 myself and say, hmm, what do I have to work with here? And so, and what can I do with it? And I think that's kind of the decision process I made when starting Next Tribe is like, okay, what do I have to work with? I'm, I have experience in, in journalism and magazines. I also had a business partner who could, who could help get it, help me get it rolling, get it started. And we both had the same idea. So it was a matter of just like thinking I, I, I can, I can at least try this. It might not work, but I can at least try it. And so I, I tried it and it, it, I, that's, you know, having that epiphany about all these things coming together in my life. And I felt like I was where I was supposed to be. And um, I think that, I think that all of us, it, that idea of work with what you got, <laughs> don't try to be what you're not. You've got it all inside. You can work it. Um, that's my, that would be a message to me. Oh my me. gosh, that's so good. You know, and I, I can't even tell you how much I love lavender. You're actually the second <laughs> woman I've met since I've been an entrepreneur who has a lavender farm or who had a lavender farm. I interviewed her on the podcast, so I'll include her link as well in the show notes. Oh my God. I can't even, <laughs> lavender makes me so happy. <laughs> I just love it. Um, but your message is so valuable. And you could have said, I'm stuck here in rural Texas, but it was your thoughts about your circumstance that changed everything. And that's what we teach in this coaching methodology, right? That your thoughts create your feelings. So if you think I'm stuck in rural Texas, you're going to feel sad or hopeless or angry, right? But if you think, how, um, what can I do with, I'm excited about what can I figure out for myself to do next in rural Texas? It's a completely different ballgame. And now that you've got a little bit of space and you've written a book, you can totally see how it all it all came together. But the thing, the other thing I'm really fascinated about with Next Tribe is it's fine to, to capitalize on the magazine articles and the fantastic people you're meeting and all the amazing writers and, and, and shaping this message in a more positive way. But you added on the gatherings. You added on the connection at a large scale right? So I can't wait to come to these, one of these events. So talk to me a little bit um, about what's going on with these events and how people, women in the middle can check it out and even come. Right. Well, so we got the idea, well, like I said, we wanted to have connection as part of it. And so we have a local group in Austin and now one in San Antonio, and we have a coordinator who plans events for them. And we're trying to, to extend to other cities. And those are, those are like, those would be happy hours and classes and going to see movies and you know speakers and things like that. But we wanted a, like a signature event. I mean, we know our, our readers are very curious and they like books and, and, and so the first out loud event we did was uh, here in Austin and we had some of the writers who write for us and some, a novelist or two and uh, two photographers actually speaking to the group 
about, it was called uh, Celebrating the Power and Creativity of Women Over 45. And my feeling is if we don't do it, who will, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I started with that. It was like mostly writers and photographers talking about their work. And, and, and the idea was we are doing so much at this age that people don't recognize. We are powers in, in business. And well, at first I was just thinking of the arts, but it's expanded since then. We got, we had about 150 women there. The response was overwhelming. I couldn't believe how people talked about it. And they felt like they, they were really moved by it and by the event. And I was surprised. I mean, not, I just didn't expect that kind of like, I loved it. It meant so much to me. The, and I think it was because it's so rarely that that uh, events or programs or are, are targeted specifically to us. They're talking to us. They understand the, the people on that stage who were talking were in the same boat. They understood what it's like to be at this age and, and either figuring things out or having figured things out and how they went, how they did that. So it was really encouraging that event. And, and I had wanted to do something in New York for a long time because you know having lived there and I felt like well, was we're we're we have a, we're a media company we need a presence in New York blah 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 <laughs> so last fall I took that out loud event to New York and I was scared to death because New York it's a tough you know it's New York it's like ah! <laughs> so <laughs> but I had some great speakers uh through the connections with writers and so forth. We got we got Kathleen Kennedy Townsend and Judy Collins and Linda Rodin and Ashton Applewhite. We had great speakers, and our, the tickets sold out in like two weeks, and I was so surprised. But again, it was the same. Even in New York, even in New York, where you think it's people are kind of jaded, there was such a outpouring of emotion and excitement for the event afterwards. Just getting people just like, almost in tears, happy to have been part of it. So I, we really have decided that, that we're going to try to do more. We're doing four. We did two last year. We're doing four out louds this year. We've already done uh, Austin and L.A. We're doing New York on October 2nd and in Dallas on November 12th. And then next year, 2020 we want to do 10 events because we really do see the difference it makes to to be in a room with with women who are just like you listening to women just like you talk about their experiences and and, and encourage you to to you know think more positively about what what stage of life you're at i have a fantasy i would like to not only attend but i would like to think about so many women in the middle listeners attending one of your events, so much so that we're able to have a, like a, a meetup <laughs> at your event. It would be dual purpose. Oh, I just, that would be that great. Would, wouldn't it? Oh my gosh. Because we are so in, align, uh, in alignment with our messaging and, and I think it's super exciting. In fact, I'm launching a membership um, in the fall uh, to focus on some of these same issues, but I don't have any large scale events planned. I do small coaching events as part of my mastermind group, but, but I'm getting the same message from my listeners that people are looking for community and connection. Now in my world, they're looking for coaching too, 
this connection piece, for some reason, we don't have the relationships and the connection with other women our age that we always imagined we would have. And I found it kind of surprising when I came into this world, but I'm hearing it over and over again. And it's something that I'm working toward as well, bringing women together. And, you know, they, we just want to be with more like-minded people, right? That's really what the bottom line is. So I love that you're, you're doing it. I don't need to stress myself about doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that this, is, this time of life is, there's a lot of transitions. So things change, you know, you, your kids go off to school or you, you, there's a lot of, sad to say, a lot of divorces at this time of life, um, statistics are showing. And, or you might be retiring. There's just a lot of transformations or uh, transitions, sorry. Um, and at those times, friendships can change. And you're looking, you're, this is a time when you would be looking for connection of people who understand what you're going through. Or uh, so it, it, with, with these transitions, because they're, they're, they can be hard on you. And if, you know, I, if you were, most of your friend group used to be mothers of your friend's kids or people you met through their kid's school, and then they go off, that, that whole friend group can kind of really change. And maybe you, you find out you weren't, re- the only thing you had really had in common was your kids were in school, you know, and, or maybe if you are retiring or slowing down or thinking of, of a career change and your friend group was mostly through your work. So then that changes too. And it definitely changes if you're, if you go through a divorce, you have to, you, you know, there's all kinds of yes. uh, levels of that that you have to deal with. So we have found that in these groups that we have, the local groups, people, they're, they are finding each other. They're making really strong connections because they are, kind of this self-selected group you know that people that you meet at these these things we do in in these small local groups and also in our big events you know people are of the same mind they are seekers they are curious still about the world and they are interested they put themselves out there and i think that that's why the connections are so strong yes yeah, I totally agree with that. And and I love that you touched on some examples too that didn't have to do with having your own kids because yes. I get the question sometimes, well, can you feel empty without a nest? And, you know, yes, you can absolutely be going through some of this stuff, even if you don't have kids. Like, right. Because some, sometimes it's related to hormones and sometimes it's related to your job and sometimes it's related to caring for um, senior parents or divorce or all kinds of things. So it is really a transition that is relevant for, I would say, most of us. <laughs> yes, yes. And I do Some way. stress that. that and, and Next Tribe is not just for women who have had kids and who've grown up. I mean, it's for women of all different circumstances. And you definitely, I think part of feel, if, you, if anybody, if they feel empty without a nest, what, what I think that is an indication of is the way society treats us at this age, you know, yes. that we, that, like that feeling, like we did, I found, uh, we didn't do the survey. I saw a survey um, where 70% of women felt either invisible at this age and up, 45 and up, felt either invisible or patronized. And you think about it, you, you, if you don't 
if you don't feel respected and, and understood or relevant anymore, it, it can really put a damper on, you could feel empty for sure. Definitely, definitely. So um, what would you say your best advice is to women in the middle? I would say, first of all, that bloom where you're planted, like we've, we've talked about. The other thing is um, don't self-exclude. Um, so good. You know, I know. Because I, when I think back on starting Next Tribe, I mean, really, I think I should, I, mean, I, I probably did it some point who am I starting this magazine I'm living in Austin I have never been or haven't recently I've been an editor-in-chief before but way back but you know I what what do what right do I have to start this magazine there's plenty of people up in New York really accomplished women who probably should could do this and if I had listened to that little voice in my head uh, the doubts I might have just said, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do this. This is just crazy. But I just was like, mm, you know, there's, <laughs> if I'm not supposed to do this, I'm sure something's going to, you know, it will tell me I'm not doing it right or, I'm, you know, it won't work out. But I don't want to be the one to stop myself even before I try it. There's just that that doesn't work for me. <laughs> oh, I love that. And um, that kind of topic comes up with my clients all the time. And really when you shift your focus on uh, from yourself, right, from all of these thoughts about who am I and, and am I an imposter and can I really do it and it's scary and I'm afraid and blah, 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 to there are people out there waiting for me to do this. They feel alone. How can I help them? I know I can help them. I've got skills that can actually bring amazing content to them and amazing writers and amazing people that maybe they wouldn't have found if I don't do this. If I can help somebody, maybe I am the person that they're waiting for. If I get my shit together, I can, <laughs> if I get out of my own way, they're just waiting for me. And that kind of a shift in the way you're thinking about things really helps so many of us, you know, oh, you yes, get over yes. yourself and think about the people who are just waiting for you to get your shit together. Right. right. <laughs> and I mean, and I think that it's, it's so natural to be scared and, you know, about what, what you're doing. Should I be doing this? Is this just a crazy, you know, and sometimes still when I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my God, there's so much to do or so many new things I'm learning that I don't know what it, um, if I can master them, but that is actually, you know, that means you're growing. I think, you know, I being scared, being feeling a little bit of doubt, maybe th that means you're you're growing and you're doing, doing it anyway. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, what else is kind of ironic is I also come from a publishing background in um, health education. I was in a publishing department in a teaching hospital. And the other thing that you haven't mentioned, but I know <laughs> because we're both about the same age and we both come from a similar but different background, is that publishing has changed so much. Oh, so, gosh. you know, back in the day when I first started, we were, you know, printing 2,000 books, right? And, and then, oh my gosh, if there was an, a typo on the back cover, there was a typo on the back cover. Yeah. <laughs> different. The marketing was completely different. You didn't think about it as content. You thought about it as you know, what's in your book, you, you know, you weren't thinking about leveraging and, 
and thinking about it as a, a generic piece of content that can be applied in different ways, right? And so when I left that world, we were um, struggling with those changes and what it meant for my department and just like all really getting our heads around what was going to be different and what was going to be more amazing, right? And so for you, I'm sure with magazines, you know, there's not a printed version of your magazine and your reach is, I'm sure, way more uh, than it would have been if there were a printed version of the magazine. Right. Well, you know, and so many fields are being disrupted, if you want to use the lingo of the day, disrupted, and, and definitely publishing is, and it was, I guess that fed into some of my decision making to try this, is like, well, prospects aren't looking, I mean, I was a freelance writer for years, I'm like, prospects aren't looking very good right now for, 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 for freelance writers, I better think of something. But we, you know, so many people are being affected by, by that. And I think it is part of it, you know, I said to look inside yourself, but, and see what you can work with. But there, you know, there is also that feeling that it's important to continue to grow and learn. And I think that's another thing that unites the women who read Next Tribe, I think, is that willingness, like, yes, we're still learning. We're still, we are still learning. So, yes, I didn't have everything figured out, and I still don't have everything figured out about digital publishing. <laughs> Believe me, I'm learning every day, but there's part of so many of the important skills I need need and have needed for this job were, were there from, from all my past experience. So, I think it is that willingness to just roll with it and just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn all about SEO now. And like, <laughs> you, know, you know, people throw around acronyms all the time. And I'm like, ah, another acronym I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Please let me know what that means. I would be, it would just be I would greatly appreciated if you gave me the inside scoop on that acronym. I know. No, I'm, I'm Googling. What's that acronym? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So thank you so much. I, I hear your passion. I see your creativity. And I'm so excited for my listeners to check out Next Tribe. So can you please tell us how we can find the magazine? Okay, just go to nexttribe.com and you'll come to our homepage and we'll we'll have all kinds of great articles on there. And also there's categories on, you know, relationships and beauty and fashion and then, you know, activism and, and arts and culture. So we have, and we have, I promise you, some of the best writers in the country who've written for the New Yorker and Vanity Fair and all those great magazines who are giving voice to what it's like to be this age in these times. And I think that's really important that we have people talking about that. I love that. And what about these trips? Because I'm serious about this. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. We have one. It's our, it's, it is sold out, but going to San Miguel de Allende over Day of the Dead, we have a, a, the third year in a row um, coming up in 2020 is a big beach retreat where we, we do yoga, it's a yoga, photography, and writing retreat. So we do all these things for over a week in the most glorious setting on the Pacific, in, on the coast of Mexico, but fabulous resort with all kinds of body treatments and stuff and then we we are we did a trip last year to charleston because i know a lot about charleston and we will probably be doing that one again and we're having another retreat in texas in the beginning of april that's going to be you know 
ropes and high lines, ropes and uh, zip lines and things like that where we challenge ourselves. So we've got a lot coming up. Jeannie, this is so exciting. I can't wait to give you a hug in person at one of these retreats. And I want to have a whack of my women in the middle with me so that we can really start enjoying this together. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you and understand more about what Next Tribe can offer uh, women in the middle. I'm super excited about the direction of this initiative, your business, and growing together. Thank you so much for being a guest today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. That's it for this episode. I'm sure you'll agree. Jeannie is really doing amazing things for women in the middle. Not only is she publishing a highly valuable resource with Next Tribe, but she's also creating a way for more of us to connect in person without loud live events. Now, I was serious about having women in the middle meet up at one of these in the future. So let's keep this conversation going, ladies. I also love her attitude about blooming where you're planted. You're only one thought away from creating what you want, no matter where you are or what you're doing. It really does start with your mindset and your thinking. The biggest lesson here, though, I think, is to really look at your experience about what you've done in your life that has taught you so much. And at your age now, you can totally see the connections better about what can be applied in new and different ways. To notice the foundation of your skills and interests and recognize that, like Jeannie says, nothing is wasted. I love that thought. Nothing is wasted. Notice how that thought makes you feel. It's quite different feeling from what you might be thinking. I'm too old or it will never work. Very different feelings are created from that kind of thinking, which of course will create a very different outcome for you. So good, very inspiring, and a solid reminder that you too can bloom where you're planted. All right, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links and check out Next Tribe. Everything will be there for you at suzyrosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at suzyrosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And whenever you're ready, there are three great ways that I can help you learn to think on purpose so that you can get excited about your life again this year. <laughs> the first way, join the free Women in the Middle community. Uh, Facebook group and connect with other amazing women in the middle who are ready to start regret proofing their lives too. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. You can also work with me directly and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused to being crystal clear and excited about your future. Just go ahead and grab your kickstart call right away at talktosuzy.com. And the third way is to get on my wait list for my new midlife membership. This is an upbeat virtual community for 50 plus women who want clarity, courage, and connection to get excited about their lives again. Go ahead and sign up so you don't miss anything at suzyrosenstein.com forward slash membership. Let's do this, ladies. Let's learn to think on purpose. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 